Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I believe you can make the money and you can get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. And so it is my pleasure to bring you the information and the conversations to help you do just that. So before we get into this week's episode, which is going to be some good girl talk and some boss talk, I have to remind you that today's show is brought to you by Pull Your Car. We're going to play a little round of Pull Your Car at the end of today's show, but you can play a round or two or ten of Pull Your Car at your next game night, girls night, family night, vacation, vacation, however you like to get down, Pull Your Car can definitely add a little spice to your next party all right so all you gotta do is log on to pullyocard.com and i'll make sure we drop the link down below so that you can grab a deck for you and a friend so today we have miss mickey bay in the building she's a nationally known life coach entrepreneur speaker and beauty industry expert for the last 15 years she's been seen on vogue essence cnbc abc and of course my favorite show shark tank y'all welcome her to the studio hey girl hey hey girl hey so first of all i love your hair we've been talking about it a little bit but because we're live now i just want to publicly say (laughs) that i love your hair and y'all she says she's having a bad hair day i don't see it's bad like oh bad bad yeah that isn't good but i i don't see it so if y'all don't know i look like the starting of this underneath (laughs) all it is but she's only been growing in for two years y'all so i have hope 
today. So we wanted to start the show with a little bit of hope. Yeah. But hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. So I'm excited to talk to you. Y'all know, y'all might not know, but I love Shark Tank. And when I tell people that Shark Tank makes me cry, they usually look at me like I'm a little crazy. But it really, truly just, I cry very often watching Shark Tank. It's something about like watching people's dreams come true. You know, like seeing their passion, seeing them have that moment where they're like, the blood, the sweat, the tears, it's paid off. It does something to my spirit as an entrepreneur, as someone who's constantly going after their goals. But everybody doesn't always have that same result. Everybody doesn't get to share that same sentiment. And so to be able to talk to someone, a true Shark Tank alum, is truly a pleasure. And let me tell y'all something else. Homegirl don't even like talking about this, y'all. But she said <laughs> she said she didn't turn down several opportunities to have this conversation. But she said yes. So we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about it. it. Let's talk about it. Okay, so obviously that's where I want to start with Shark Tank. Because if we Google you, you are Googleicious, but if we Google you, Shark Tank is what we are going to see. My first question is, how do you feel with that being like the Mickey Bay Shark Tank? How do you feel about that being like a part of kind of like your business identity at this point for people who don't know you beyond that? Well, first of all, it was an amazing opportunity for me as an entrepreneur, as a solo entrepreneur at that time. And it was an awesome, awesome, awesome experience. And I'm so proud that my name is next to Shark Tank. Yes. I mean, I think that is absolutely amazing. The brand is phenomenal. And, you know, some of it was my favorite show, too. So it was really a dream of mine to be on Shark Tank. And a little known fact. So Shark Tank is for products. I was a service business at the time. And at the time, I was only the second company to be featured as a service. Mm, so okay. I, not only did I beat out like 50,000 people, yeah. but all of those people had a product and I was a service based business. So I'm and super you made proud. The cut. Absolutely. OK, so what I know you said that it was one of your favorite shows. Was mm-hmm. that your motivation? I mean, obviously, you know, getting a business partner, getting a nice, you know, investment was ideal. But what was like your motivation for wanting to go into the tank? Because it's a little scary to me. Well, you know what? It's it's funny that you asked that because I was a super fan of the show. And uh, you mentioned that watching people go through the blood, sweat, and the tears and get their dream at the end. I didn't get the deal, but I did get my dream. So I think that's really, really important to know because it led me to the life that I have right now, which is my dream life, right? So um, my feeling about it is that the, the experience of being on Shark Tank was absolutely a dream come true, and it started my manifestation process. What I teach now as a life coach is manifestation. Okay. And I ended up getting on the show because at the time, Mickey Bay Eyelash Extensions was my company. I I was on the same street as Sony, which is the studio that Shark Tank is um, taped at. Okay. And one of the producers came in to get her eyelashes done. I had no idea she was a Shark Tank producer. And I'm just talking to her, chatting it up, you know, like I normally did. And uh, she... I asked her what she did for a living. She said, oh, I'm a producer. I said, oh, I used to be a news producer. What do you produce? She said, I produce a show for Shark Tank. And I was like, what? I said, well, I need to be on Shark Tank. Yeah. And she was like, well, run me your pitch. I ran my pitch so quick. She was like, oh, my God. You, you need, need to be, to be on, on Shark, Shark Tank. Tank. And so she said, well, I can't promise anything, but I'll get you in touch with the producer. You can have your interview. And it went so fast after Really? That. What yeah, is that so was, fast? Because I do so, want to know about the timeline. So that happened on a Friday. And this was like in April. Okay. So that happened on a Friday. I had a call by Monday with the wow. producer. 
I then had to do like a 60 page application and entrepreneurs have your paperwork in order Listen. because when I tell you, if you see people on Shark Tank, they don't have no record. They pay their taxes. They got all the things, all the things. because you have to, I'm telling you, they, the background check is crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have to have your paperwork in order. But um, after that, they tell you through the whole experience, you are not going to be on Shark Tank until you see yourself on Shark Tank. Meaning you might go in and shoot and they still don't even And you don't make you. it. Correct. So you don't know that you're going to be on Shark Tank literally until they give you like the air date. So I went and taped in June. So I started the process in April. I taped in June. It came on the week of our birthday. Yeah. October, October 2nd. Wow. Okay. So the process to pitching, I guess, to getting on the show before mm-hmm. being on TV. So the right. process of getting on the show was fairly quick. Yeah. Um, and then you didn't find out until October, and then you aired in October. Correct. Okay. So you also said, I don't know if y'all caught this, but I caught it. You said Shark Tank was one of your favorite shows, <laughs> as in like the past tense. Are you a little jaded by your experience on Shark Tank? Are you, are you turned off? Were you turned off by your experience on Shark Tank? I was turned off by the aftermath of Shark Tank. What was was the aftermath? So, um, you know, I went from being a public person, but not a famous person, Uh right? And so that little 15 minutes of fame was enough for me. Oh, yes. Because even now, I mean, the show plays constantly. Like, it's always, always on. And this was seven years ago. And so um, I got to see all the trolls. I got to see, Mm. you know, I mean, and I got, I want to say too, there were so many people that were inspired by me. And at that time, I started doing lashes in like 2010. This was in 2000. People were getting lash extensions in 2010. That's my point. So, uh, so let me, so let me tell you. So one of the reasons I didn't get the deal is because I literally had to explain. Right. They didn't get it. They did not get it. They didn't understand. And us as creatives, like we're, you want to be ahead of the curve. Right. You don't want it. Like now I don't do lash extensions because why? Like everybody does lash extensions at this point. Mm -hmm. But when I started, it was a little known. I could name everybody that did eyelash extensions. Right, right. Right. And so the aftermath of that was I was not prepared for it. I was not at, and I, I would consider myself to be someone who has pretty thick skin, but the viciousness that came out. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, so okay, so t- this was 2015. 15. Okay, so mm-hmm. Instagram was around. Yeah. Where was, like, where was the oh, this happening? Would, people would find me, email me, call the shop. I was getting prison letters, but they were love letters from prison. I was about to say, wait a yes, minute. I was getting, I, when I get out, I'm coming to get you, Mickey Baggins. Wow. That's what, <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm talking about seven out of page their minds, letters. Though. Yeah, Twitter was crazy. To I'm not even on Twitter to this day. To say mean things to you? Yes. Okay, so, but did business, like, blow up? Oh, yes. In my mind, it's like you get on there, even if you don't get a deal. Correct. People know you now. Absolutely. And and Shark Tank does a really good job of preparing you for that. They they make sure that your website, they tell you, like, optimize your website so your website doesn't crash, all those types of things. So I was prepared for that. But what I want people to know, too, is that I was already in the process of my exit strategy when I went on Shark Tank. So I closed my salon six months after I was on Shark Tank, but that was already in the the making. I was planning to leave on top because I knew when I got into eyelash extensions, which was by happenstance, that it was not going to be a forever thing. I happened to learn something that was new and hot. I was good at it. I loved doing it. And it was not my forever plan. I was in school for my MBA. I went to Pepperdine and got my MBA. So Mm -hmm. I was six months from graduating. This was 
a part, part of the plan. plan. Exactly. So for me, I just felt like the narrative that was created was not my truth. And I allowed that narrative to persist because I just didn't care. I was just like, whatever, y'all can think what you want to mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you know, being a public figure, if you're not constantly in people's faces, like they forget about you. So I'm completely fine with the fact that I live in obscurity. I am not on social media every day. I live my real life. I enjoy my life. And I've always been like that. So it's it's kind of like one of those things where people are like, well, what happened to Mickey Bay? Nothing mm-hmm, happened to Mickey mm-hmm. Bay. I just, I'm not out there like that. So what made you not want to talk about it on other platforms? Is it because you wanted it to kind of go away? You didn't want to necessarily like be known for this or you didn't want this to be attached to you any more than it already was? No, because the experience itself was amazing. Um, I got to meet one of my true entrepreneurial heroes, which is Mark Cuban. I, If you watch the segment, you I said that. lashes yeah, 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 Mark Cuban. And so that was a highlight of my life. So it wasn't that. Like I said, it was the really the aftermath. It was pretty traumatic for me. And really? one of the yes, it was because I was unprepared. Like I think that was the first time I felt like depression. Wow. After the fact. I've never publicly talked about this. And people assume it was this like amazing experience. Um, but really the aftermath of it because people felt like, oh well you cried on Shark Tank. You didn't get a deal and that looks like failure to them. But it has really led me to every good thing in my life that I have right now. I got engaged six months later. I moved to Houston. I started a whole nother career in pharmaceuticals. And um, in five years' time, I went from being an entry-level sales rep to a vice president for a dermatology company. Come on, boss, babe. So, you know, I still ran multiple companies during that time. Mm-hmm. Got married, had a baby. So, so that was just a about, season. That was just Yeah, a... it was a season, and there was nothing about it that was a failure. I am Mickey Bay everywhere that I go. I was authentic in that moment. I did care about it. But again, I was in business school. I knew I was not going to get the deal when I went in. Really? Absolutely, because the money didn't match. So in order to get the deal, you have to have your valuation has to be equal to what you're asking for. Right? Okay, I do want to talk about the valuation. Okay, because how the hell? As a, you know, I'm a business owner, but baby, them numbers is not my thing. The math don't be mathed. <laughs> if I got the calculator, I ain't gonna lie to you. How so, do you even? come up with that well they come up with what they're going to i come up with what i'm going to ask for and they come up with what they're willing to put in right so i think i went in asking for like a hundred thousand dollars i don't remember at this point but like a hundred thousand dollars and really to have gotten that i would have needed to be worth 1.5 million at that time gotcha for the for the for the percentage that i was offering and they could have offered me you know 30000 for 50% of the company. I had my own $30,000. So I was right, like, right, I'm right. not doing that, yeah. right? I was already successful. I was the biggest name in L.A., black woman-owned business, right? Right down the street from Sony. So mm-hmm, I'm not mm-hmm. in the hood or right. anything like that. And I just felt like, why? If I'm going to go, I'm going to go and ask for some money that can really... That's really going to make a difference exactly. here. So one thought that I have had often on Shark Tank is... We need a black Shark Tank because I have seen so many black businesses. Shout out to Melissa Butler, cause yes. baby, Detroit's own. I'm from okay. Detroit too. Okay, yes. I have seen so many black business owners going there with legitimate ideas, legitimate like credible things that they've done, things that they're doing, brilliant ideas, but you got to do so much explaining. And a lot of times when you, once you have to start doing all that explaining, you lost them because they just don't get it. And even David, 
David don't be looking out for the for the for the people like I think he should mm-hmm. because we need uh you know we need a voice we need right. like an advocate we need someone to say no the community does need this there was another um there was another a couple um that had like a hair care product that had go- that went on to do like multiple millions of dollars but when they were in Shark Tank they just didn't get it they didn't understand it they didn't they don't understand our hair mm-hmm. you know so why would they put their money into something that they legitimately just legitimately just don't understand so i do think a part of it too is the the cultural aspect of it like your main clientele I'm making an assumption, but they might have been black women. There aren't any black women on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. There aren't any wives of the sharks that are black women, not even Damon's, okay, which might be a part of might be part of the problem. But they don't get it because they're not involved with it. They're not a part of the community. They don't see the need for it. So if you don't see the need for something, you putting your own money into it a lot of times is it doesn't make sense to you. Mm-hmm. So whoever wants to sh- uh, start the black shark tank, please do it because we are brilliant. We are innovators. Like, we have so many amazing ideas, which is proven because so many people go on to do so many amazing things that get insulted and shut down in the the tank. So with your episode and with Melissa's episode specifically, Mm -hmm. I felt like, why you got to do black women like that? Because white women will come in that tank and cry all day long and get sympathy and get a deal. And I'm always like... Y'all are much harder on us, in my opinion. What's your opinion? Go ahead. Okay, so all that's true. Okay. Um, And and the reason why I think the crying... Now, this is about to get a little bit deep. But, I mean, it's what we're used to, right? Like, white women cry and... White woman tears. And and everyone comes to their rescue. A black woman cries and it's like, you're not the strong one? Yeah. Like, so... And I actually wrote about that right after Shark Tank because Barbara came down on me really hard. She did. She, um, you know, used it as an opportunity to to say I was giving away my power, and I used it as an opportunity to say, actually, no, your vulnerability is your strength as a woman, and we have research that supports that. You have, you know, names like uh, Cheryl Sandberg, who says that Ariana Huff- Huffington, um, Renee Brown, like all of these dynamic women believe in leading with vulnerability. And so I was being my authentic self. I'm never going to apologize for that. And one thing I will say that I have never said publicly is that when I was in the tank, first of all, I was in there for 45 minutes and the segment that aired, I think, was like I wanted to know that minutes. too. Okay. It was, it just was a 11 piece minutes. of it. Right. And I cried after I already knew I didn't have the deal. So, so they chopped and screwed it. Correct. Okay. And the crying was actually because they asked me what was the hardest part of running my business. And it was when I had to go and take care of my father who was terminally ill for three months and leave my business to go and be with him. And so I started crying because I was talking about my dad who had passed away. I actually found out I was going to tape for Shark Tank on the anniversary of his death, which I thought was just like. Yeah, you know, the universe yeah, yeah. kind of giving me a nod there. But it was that was one of the reasons it was so painful for me because I knew what really happened mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. had to deal with this narrative of oh she was crying because she didn't get the deal. Right. But I already told you I knew going in I was not going to get the deal. It was not about that. The publicity was amazing and this was I would like to believe that I'm a pioneer in the eyelash extension industry and a large reason of why people know about it today is because I did that in 2015. And it's <laughs> Inspired a lot of people to go after that career for sure. Because again, I didn't even you know I didn't even know girls was doing that back then. Right. So I was going to ask you in terms of you crying. I 
I feel like a, a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, but sometimes tears, my tears at least, it's because I'm so damn angry yes. that the tears are the only thing that can properly express, you know, mm-hmm. how upset I am. But to know the truth behind it, I do kind of feel like, not kind of. That was pretty unfair how they how they portrayed it. And I so we know like reality TV when we think about like the housewives or love and hip hop, we know that that's chopped and screwed, that you're right. gonna see this part and then the ending and then you never really see it as it unfolds. But I ain't know they was doing that on Shark Tank. Well, you know what? I I think here's the thing. Like my background, I have a degree in journalism. I was a news producer for many years before I got into beauty. And I understand television, mm-hmm. right? It is still played today because it's good TV. I'm happy about that, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think you still have to remember that there's a person on the other side of mm-hmm. it. And with with all publicity or with all fame, there's going to be the good and the bad. There's going to be your fans and there's going to be your trolls. I get that, but I was unprepared for, that for going into it. And it really made me... Um, shy away for a long time, for years. I went into a completely different industry and just tried to forget about my Mickey Bay life and go on about my life as a wife and a mom because I was just so, like, turned turned off off by people, really. And people are my love. I mean, I lead and do what I do because I love people. And so it was really disheartening to me the... um, the venom that people had, you know, the racism that I saw. Uh, But then, like I said, on the flip side, there were so many people who sent me beautiful notes and went out of their way to find me on LinkedIn or find me on Facebook or send me an email to tell me how I've inspired them. And those are the people that I do what I do for. So for those people out there who are truly inspired, who do love Shark Tank, who would love, you know, this opportunity, what are some things that they could do if, you know, if the opportunity presented itself, what could they do that maybe would help them prepare? So you have to put a tape together, right? So I think the thing that helped me is my my television background. So I really produced my little segment that I sent to them. It was 10 minutes long. I took my time. I wrote out my script. I knew what I was going to say. I made it funny. I made it entertaining. And now we have examples of this everywhere because social media is huge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But back then, this was like the first kind of content creation. Right? Yeah. And so I would say be authentic. Be Know like your what makes you different and why it's something that people need because ultimately you're going to make money when you're adding value and when people see that value that's something they want to invest in so you mentioned that in your opinion shark tank is more so for products do you still do you think that a service based business could go on and close the deal absolutely I, I, what i was asking for them to do was invest in a franchise and we never even got that you never even got to hear like what i was actually asking because they were leading with the emotion of the segment which is fine whatever that's what they need to do for but tv look at what is here now right so i was a visionary mm-hmm. right because we have amazing lash we have deca lash we have all these different the dry bar lady the she's dry, actually the, yep. one of the um sharks sometimes yep exactly ali webb um you know there thank are you so i many- didn't know her name <laughs> And there is a black shark, actually, a good American. I, I can't remember her name, but she's on there now. Really? Yeah, black woman shark oh, is on there. Don't kill me, y'all. My bad. <laughs> but, you know, the, the thing about it is that 
with Shark Tank, I think it's it can be an amazing platform. If you make it through all the hoops and everything, you're going to make more money, period, point blank. I mean, people were flying in to get their lashes done mm. by me. But again, I was already in my exit strategy. So I had girls working for me. I wasn't physically in there doing lashes. And so even that was like people flying in from New York to get their lashes done by me. By me and and I'm you weren't doing it. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. it was just like navigating those types of things. Uh, but it was it was awesome. So the, the back lash or the other side of it what could people do to like just have a therapist on deck like what you know what actually they have a psychologist there um really so they know it's gonna be like this well because a lot of people are really you know broken up i wasn't broken i didn't need a psychologist after i got off the stage i needed a psychologist after the letters started rolling in (laughs) after it aired and i think um you know now if that happened i would be much more able to um to take that but at that point i just didn't know it was coming and i think that when you are going into a situation as reality tv and you're not a celebrity you're not thinking that i'm gonna get kind of like kim k kind Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm, venom mm -hmm. towards me because i'm a regular person right yeah and so i think anyone who is going to be on like a national platform or do something on television just know that some people will have some some things to say and you have to have really tough skin and you know not read the comments and not and that not part. right yeah and just just be really firm in who you are and know who you are and for that reason I actually learned from that experience to not take praise or criticism personally to heart right yeah. so i cannot imagine in 2022 what that would be like because that was I mean Instagram was around but it wasn't like what like it, it is, is now, today right. I always say like people are out of their minds but for people to literally like go through the trouble of like finding your phone number set, you know getting your address like how bored can you be how much mm-hmm. time do you have on your hands for yeah. you to look somebody up to say mean thing to mm-hmm. write it out put a stamp on it drop it off at the post you know like to right. go th- to that length to tear somebody down mm-hmm. is like unimaginable for me and I feel like the same way you said the show prepared you and told you you know optimize your website and do the things that hopefully now is a part of their preparation is letting you know like these are some of the downsides of being on this platform you know these are some things that you could prepare for I'm gonna have to ask Melissa because I can only imagine I mean I think they said some like colorful cockroaches to her with her oh, lipstick. Yeah. You know, like they oh, yeah. said a lot so of... many rude things that I can only imagine what, you know, the viewers said. Well, you know, the best revenge is success. And, and shout out be. to Melissa. Shout out to the lip bar. Yes, shout out to the lip bar. I'm from Detroit, so I, I've been a longtime supporter yes. of hers as well. And, you know, her success is all of our success, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I just think that both of us didn't get the deal, right? And she continued on and was and held fast to her dream and look where she is now she's all over the place and it that's amazing and it she's is. got another like cash infusion from yes yeah so yeah amazing i'm so and so, i love so that the headline is like shark tank didn't want her but look what she got now you know it's literally like y'all missed y'all missed out on this 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 you could have been a part of this and but you know congrats to her of, of course right? to, she I mean, because she knew she exactly. knew she had the vision i always say you know when you are you are farsighted you know like you can see things that are in the future that people who are nearsighted just can't see they mm-hmm. can only see what's in front of them but mm-hmm. for visionaries it's hard to explain your vision to people who just don't get it especially when they don't look like you they have no point of reference like they just don't get it. So I want to go back to this manifestation yes. because 
I believe wholeheartedly in manifestation, but people be at the comments talking about that ain't of Jesus, it ain't in the Bible, all the things that they like to say. Don't come over here with that. Let me just start by saying that. Don't come over here with that because... I would say then you don't understand the Bible. Thank you. Say it. Because it is the exact same It's thing. in there. Yes. Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Confessing with your tongue. What do you think that is? Girl, I, I can't mean... recite the verses, but go ahead and say <laughs> you if you got some. If you got them well, on deck. I'll say, I'll say this. I live my life from the basis of everything always works out for me, which means even not getting a deal on Shark Tank led me to the great thing yes. in life, right? And so no matter what the situation is, I know that it is good. Fact. That's biblical, right? I yeah. know the plans I have for you are good. And so manifestation is really a your human experience. We're the only species that can do it, right? It, you have to have consciousness to manifest. And I feel so badly for people who are unwilling to just know how the universe works because it's happening whether or not whether you're you using aware. it or not. Exactly, whether you're aware or not. And I have created everything in my life from manifestation, including Shark Tank, including my husband, who I met. We want to talk about the husband. <laughs> yes. Thank you for bringing it up again because we always talk about the money and the honey. We're not just here to talk about the business, but yeah. we like to get in your business. Okay, so let's it. talk about this husband that you met six months later. Later. One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, so I met I met my husband six months after Shark Tank. Also, did he see you on Shark Tank? He did not. Okay. He did not, no. Um, but ironically, you know, everything is always the the good and the bad, right? So my mother died six months after Aww. I was on Shark Tank. Uh, thank you. But I met my husband the day before my mom died. I didn't know he was my husband at the time. Right, but, right, But uh, I had been, it was during Lent. And so I gave up dating while I was, you know, on my fast. Because I lived in L.A. for 10 years, and so I had dated a lot. And I was just tired. I was yeah. just like, you know what, God? Let me just focus on you because mm -hmm. 
It ain't working out. And so I went on the spiritual fast. I decided not to date or anything during that time. While I was on my fast, I literally felt my husband's energy come around me and over me. I knew he was near me. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know where he was, but I knew he was close. And Easter Sunday, when I broke my fast, I logged on to OkCupid. He was the first profile I saw. I did not send him a message. He sent me a message the next day, but was like, hey, you know, I would be in hot pursuit of you, but I'm moving to Philly in a week. So I was like, oh, great. Um, the next day, my mom passed away, so I'm not thinking about him mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. all. I come back like a week later, and I'm like, oh, man, what happened to that guy? Let me just send him a note and see if he's still around. Mm-hmm. We end up going to breakfast. We got engaged on our first date. Married Shut 90 your days mouth. later. Yep. Married 90 days later. And here we are six and a half years later with kids. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> Pause for the cause. What the hell? What happened on the What breakfast? the hell? Over what pancakes. I know. I know. You know what? It's interesting. Everybody always asks me this. And by the way, I, I don't think. I have no idea, guys. By the way, <laughs> this is just a little blessing from God we about to get into right now. So this was this was manifestation. And I, I learned about manifestation when I was 24. Okay. I was 32 when I got married. At 26, I started having a reoccurring dream about my husband. And I knew he was tall. I knew he was dark-skinned. And he hugged me in the dream. And I would have it. I'd had that dream for six years. When I hugged my husband for the first time outside of this restaurant, I felt the energy that I felt in the dream. So I knew it was him. The other thing is that while I was on my fast, I asked for something that nobody else in the world knew except for me and God. And I said, God... Let this man see me and know that it's me. Because I didn't want nobody trying to test me, trying to see if I'm a good, if I'm going to be a good wife and all this stuff. I was just like, God, I'm tired. Like, let this man see me and know that it's me. So we're talking over pancakes. I did not tell him that my mom passed away until we were at breakfast. And he was like, oh, my God, like, how are you even here? And I said, you know what? I just want someone who doesn't pity me right now. Like, I just want to be myself for a quick second, even if it's, a small time mm-hmm. and after that he started asking me like real non first date questions like it went deep. Kids? Yeah. right like all the things right and at the end of his questions he was like okay do you want to marry me and I was like no because I want a better proposal but <laughs> then right. when we got outside he got down on one knee with a ring that he made out of the paper um sugar packets and he's an artist so it looked really really nice right he made the he made the ring i had no idea he was doing this at the table got down on one knee and asked me by my whole government name to marry him and i said yes and he moved he did Shut move to the philly front door yep he did move to philly that day but he moved back two weeks later and we've been together ever since married 90 days later now that's a TV segment right there. <laughs> and that was what? all because I, I asked for a thing, I believed it, I surrendered it, I let it and come. And you received it. And I got it. Come exactly. on, ask, believe, receive. That's it. That's wow. It. <sighs> so many questions. Where do I even <laughs> where do I even wanna Okay, I do wanna ask because this sounds amazing and I love love. Mm-hmm. But I know that there had to be some people around you that was like, Girl, are you crazy? Were there those people or were there people who were just like, oh, my God, this is so amazing? Immediately. I lost my two best friends. Really? Because of this. My first best friend, we were living together and I came home and was like, I'm engaged. And she was like, you crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Because you weren't engaged. When you left the house. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And she literally like packed her stuff up, moved out and was like, I can't watch this train wreck. You are making this decision based on your grief, like your mom just died, like 
this guy's an opportunist, like all the things, right? My other best friend, um, same thing. Like she was just like, this is crazy. Like, what are you doing? And but I don't want to be friends with you anymore. I don't know why it was such an offense to them in that way, but that's what happened. That is what happened. Uh, family, everybody. I mean, everyone was against us to the point when, to the point where we kept so much of our marriage, like really to ourselves, even in this last six years, because I was super protective of you know, this love that I found that I wanted. And people are just disrespectful when they it doesn't fit inside of the mold that they want it to fit into. And the reason why it didn't seem crazy to me is because I know to follow my inner being. So when inner me says move, go left, go right, I do that. And so I knew that this was not me choosing my husband. This was coming from above. This was literally what I had asked for. And I knew that this was the person that I was supposed to be with. So I didn't really care that I was losing friends or and I continued to lose people out of my life. Continued. Even to this day where people are just like, girl. Really? Mm -hmm. So did at any point, did those doubts ever make you start doubting it? No. Or were you very convicted and this is what is meant to be? I know, I know that we were meant to go on this journey together. Um, we have a son, and I'm, I'm firmly of the thought process that when you're supposed to create life with someone, there's nothing you can do to stop that anyway, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's a soul contract that you have with that person to bring life into the world. And so I know that we had that at least as a part of our purpose together, and there's so much more that we have as well to do. And you have your baby boy is how old? He's three. Is he bad? Because <laughs> my one year old is giving me a rough for my buddy, and you I want to know what? if it gets better. You know what? What I found out is that it was me. Really? Yes, girl. Well, it may not be me. Okay, okay. So this is my first baby, right? So I didn't know what I was not doing. And the toddler, I know. And the toddler stage, they're all about like testing their limits and their boundaries, mm -hmm. right? And so I really had to learn like how to put my mama voice on. Right. And give him the boundary and then give him a consequence for that boundary. And I really just learned that because he was tearing me up. He okay. was tearing me up. But the behavior at this point, like we've got that under control. He listens. He's he's good. At three. At three. So two. I didn't have two I didn't have two. Two wasn't bad. It was really like when he turned three. That was just like, who are you, little boy? Girl, I feel like when he turned one, he started acting two. I've been like, they do that. what's happening? They right do that. Now? And my husband's like, it's what you let him do. And it I'm is, like, though. What you want me to do? What do you I am not about to snatch up a one year old. You know, so I, I don't like, hit I got my that son. In me, but at least I'm a, gentle, I'm a gentle parent. I'm I, be a gentle. I, be, I be real gentle, but I be cursing up a storm in my mind. Yeah, I'm a gentle parent, but you still got to get your mama voice, right? And it, it's, it's acquired. <sighs> So when I when I get my stern voice and I give him that look and I'm like, okay, I start counting and he know by the time I get to five, what's going to happen? He's going to be in the timeout chair. If the timeout chair don't work, you go to the timeout room and and listen, trust me, all I got to do is threaten the chair and he's good. You know, I got the look and then he do put his little head on my chest. So he, I know no, that he know better. <laughs> Because he would really be they trying. They know better. They know but better. when he, I, we went to a baby shower the other week, and I'm like, okay, guys, I just want you, I don't know how long this is going to last. You know, I'm telling all the people I'm here right now. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Well, people so if who I have kids understand. the door, it's because he's expired. Yeah. And, like, the moment he, like, smacked me, I was like, oh, 
All right, time y'all. to go. It is time. See ya. Thank you. It was been nice. But the single me with no kids used to look at kids and be like, Oh, absolutely. You need to just, why you don't, you need Listen, to get his on airplanes? I used to be so irritated and now I don't even hear babies crying. No, I don't even hear it. Because it's mine. Because yeah, it's it, mine. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, it's me. I'm exactly. sorry. Exactly. Okay, so it does get better. It does get Maybe better. Yes, three. it does. Maybe yes, it by does. three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Another year and a half. All right. Well, there's that. Um, what would you say has been the biggest lesson being a mommy has taught you? Oh, my gosh. Because um, business ain't got nothing on being a mommy. So, I did not want to be a mother. Really? I did you, not. You said, like, I don't want to have kids. Yeah. Everybody in my life knew I did not want to have kids. Why? And Why my, did you not want to have kids? Well, what I know now is that it was it was really, like, trauma-based. Okay. Because I was... I was um, a child of a single mom, like my mom was a single mom, and I never wanted to be a single mom. And I just didn't trust that if I had a baby with somebody, I wasn't going to end up being a single mom. And so I was like, well, to prevent that, I'm just just not going to become a mom. Right. And so that fear wasn't really alleviated until I met my husband. And I was just like, wow. And really it was because my bonus daughters, who are now 20, they were like 13 going on 14 when we got together, um... Because I got to mother them, I I just fell in love with the experience. And I tell them all the time, if it were not for them, I would not have your brother at all because I was petrified of motherhood. And so I, I think the thing that I have learned about motherhood is that it teaches you so much. They are little teachers. And to look at how he looks at life, being so new and everything is so exciting and he he wakes up every morning and he's like, Mommy, I feel good. Mommy, are you happy? I'm like, yes, I'm happy. And I work every day to be able to give him an honest answer of whether or not I'm happy. Mm. And so he really keeps me grounded. He 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 allows me to see the world through just pure eyes. Innocence. It's it's so beautiful. Yeah. And I love being able to see it up close, um, in this way. He's the first child I've ever Really, he was the first diaper I changed. He was the first everything. So you was really like, I'm not doing it. I'm not oh, about I, this life. I, was, I detested children before I had my own. You know, so I was watching some reality show, and, and it was like a dating show, and the the woman was saying, like, I don't want to have kids. And it boiled down to her, her childhood. Mm-hmm. And she had such a traumatic childhood, whatever happened to her, that she just did not want to do that to another child or, you know, mm-hmm. for someone else to experience that. And so I do think... You know, that a lot of times it really just takes some unpacking of what the root is, because most women don't just like hate kids. It's just like these thoughts that we have associated to us having to be a mother, mm-hmm. the the stress we saw our mothers under that we don't want to experience. So I think a lot of times it's like those underlying things that we just don't give ourselves time and space to really work through. So I never said that I didn't want to have kids. I've always wanted to have a whole lot of kids. But what I did say is. Miss me with the stepkids. So let's talk about these bonus kids because a lot of my ladies are, you know, 30 plus where a lot of these men are coming with some bonuses. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You said that you had a really great experience with with your bonus daughters. They didn't ever give you hell. Never. Never even from the beginning. No. And also 
my husband broke all my rules. So you know how you had a list when you're all single? All things you're not going to do. Mm-hmm. He was none of them things on that list. And definitely one of the things that I did not want was a man with kids. I never even dated a man with kids before him. So not only did I like go from not dating anyone Zero ever Zero to 100 kids, real quick. Yes. And then two weeks after we got married, they moved in with us. So, Shut up. Yes, for the so summer. So where's their mother? That mother's around. She's a part of the village. And she just said, go live with them? It was it was for a period of time. Okay. Um, but we she really was in trans- your business. She, I'm it's sorry. fine. I'm it's really fine. intrigued by this. No, she was, she was in transition, and she said, hey, can the girls come and live with you? Absolutely. Wow. Like, we, we village it up. So we do whatever we I have to do, that. you know, for the kids. It was never any drama with her. Um, you know, we have supported all of the kids. She has another son. We treat him like he's one of ours, too. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's really about community. We're very, very big on just being a village and being a community. And so, no, the girls never gave me hell. And like I said, it was the blessing I didn't know I needed because being able to be a mother figure for them really made me know, A, that I could do it. That you had it in you. Yes. And B, that it wasn't as frightening as I thought because I was so, like, paralyzed with the fear of, like, the unknown and you can't go back right so if i had a kid it's like he's here. i'm in it he i'm in here. it yeah yeah but it was it was the biggest blessing for me because it really allowed me to expand my perspective what is your advice because again you know we be having these lists we be saying what well, we not gonna do it then here we are we doing it mm-hmm. so for someone who might find that their one comes with one or two that they weren't expecting what's your advice because the that's a very mature mindset you know that this is a village it really truly is about the kids what would be your advice for someone who may be struggling in a situation you know dealing with their spouse or their mate having children you know I always think about it like like I said I was a single my mom was product of a single mother right so and my mom did not date the entire time that I was growing up. Was she secretly dating you? She like was this? secretly dating because okay. she didn't want That's me what to they be doing. They, they be secretly dating. Like they they were secretly dating. dating. But, you know, I Mr. respect Joe. it. We know Mr. <laughs> Joe was more than just a handyman. Exactly. But one thing I knew for a fact is that if she, and she did eventually remarry, um, but one thing that I knew is that we were a package deal. Mm-hmm. And anyone that was going to come into her life was going to have to not only accept me, but love me as well and, and treat me like their own. And so my advice would be take inventory for yourself if this is something you can really do because it's not going to change. They're going to be his kids forever, forever, right? And I think a lot of times our lists keep us single because like I said, my my husband was most, most of the things that were on my list, he was not. Um, I mean, very, very important things that I wanted. But I married my husband for his character. I married my husband because I was told to by God. And so to me, you have to be in your knowingness. And I used to hate when people would say this to me when I was single. But you do know when you know. Meaning when the man actually comes along, you're not going to care if he come with two kids or not because your soul knows that this is your person. And if you're willing to let the fact that he had a life before you and y'all 30, 40, going on into later life, then that's going to be on you, sis. You're going to miss your blessing. You're going to miss your blessing. Listen, I need... Let me say it again. Your list might be keeping you single, okay? We be coming up with all of these 
willy-nilly, silly things that we think we need, we think we want, and a lot of what we want is literally the opposite of what we need. Correct. So you are literally proof of that. I love it. So if there's anybody we can be learning about manifestation from, it's homegirl that got married on the first, (laughs) got engaged on the first date, okay? So you you have transitioned into life coaching. Yes. What is the define what a life coach is because in my mind like I understand a therapist I understand Mm -hmm. a business coach Mm -hmm. where does a life coach fit in I like to think of a life coach as like your A-team, right? Like part of, you should have a therapist, right? We're different. Therapists are really going to help you kind of dig into the root of things Mm -hmm. and like where does this come from type of thing. I'm really future and now focused. So I'm going to deal with you from the perspective of you can have everything that you want and all of your power is in the now and getting you to understand who you are are first and foremost and then driving you to a place very much like a coach like if you've ever played any um sports and a good coach is going to be able to bring out the best in you when you don't see it in yourself so i like to think of myself as you know like that i'm 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 phil jackson right i'm bringing out the best something that's already in you and because my spiritual gift is vision i can see things for people and feel things feel into things for people that they are having trouble getting clarity on for themselves is that draining very much so how so so do you have your own like your own absolutely because you are doing so much for other people oh i have yes I have a life coach. I have therapists. I have best friends. I have a village. Yes, absolutely. And I also have my glam squad. They're part of my A team. They help me feel good, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's so important, especially when we are, you know, these alpha women where we're juggling career, family, all the things. And that's exactly what I am teaching people that, yes, you can have it all, but you have to have the foundation underneath it, mm-hmm. right? And you really have to know where you need to go for the resource. And mental health is a huge part of that. You definitely have to have your therapist on deck. You definitely need your life coach on deck, right? Because it's about those people who are able to move you out of those spaces and and help you see your greatness uh, to become who it is that you want to be. Is it frustrating? Because I try to do like a little bit of relationship coaching. Like I would try to help the ladies, but baby, they did me in because they (laughs) They don't listen. listen. They would not listen. I told them, do not sleep with this man. And they like, yeah, yeah, I know. We're not going to sleep with the man. So, I, you know what? It's not they frustrating. It's not frustrating for me because, first of all, I'm teaching you universal principles. Okay. Right? So, and you're so, not telling them? No. Okay. I'm not telling them, do this, do that. Do okay. This, That's my right? where I messed up. <laughs> I'm telling them that there is a way that the universe works. Mm -hmm. When you understand how the universe works, you can be a co-creator of your life, period, point blank in the end. Everything that you have a desire for, you're supposed to have. You're supposed to have the things that are in your heart because God put them there for a reason, right? The only thing that's keeping you from having those things is your allowance. Mm. is you allowing that thing in. It's already there. There's only physical and non-physical. So there's like the spiritual side and then the physical side, the reality, things we can see, touch, mm-hmm, feel, mm-hmm. taste, right? So getting them to understand you're a spiritual being first. And when you know who you are, that you are source energy, you are God-like energy, you are infinite intelligence, who gonna check you, boo? You gonna get everything you want. And you just need to know that. You need to be in your knowingness that anything that you want to be, do, or have 
is already done. And it's for you to get it, you have to allow it in. So that's one thought that I had when you mentioned, like, you trust yourself enough to know that this was the decision, that this is the direction. That I think a lot of times women don't get to that point because they don't have that foundation. They don't have any spiritual, you know, relationship. They have not tapped in. They have not, um, even their mindset. So spirituality is one part, but even their mindset around what they desire, number one, admitting what they desire, and then really truly believing that they can have it because so many women on you know one side of their mouth they say all the things that they want but then two seconds later they talk about what doesn't exist what they cannot have what's not out there for them and it's literally just sabotaging you know the first the first part of the statement so i think you know maybe maybe y'all need a life coach (laughs) maybe i need a life coach come on come on come on it it just needs to be a part of it the a team you said you're exactly right so your your thoughts are what's creating your reality right Mm -hmm. so you have a thought that you keep thinking that becomes a belief and that belief creates an emotion the emotion has a frequency and you're a huge huge magnet. So law of attraction says like attracts like. So if I'm over here thinking I really, really want to be married, but I don't believe nobody going to marry me. I don't believe I'm going to get married before 45, 50. Then guess what? The law of attraction is giving you what you are feeling about, not what you're saying, what you're feeling, because that is what is attracting to you. I wasn't able to get married in 90 days because I was opposing the energy. I had released it. I'd released it. So I knew I'd, I'd pressed into the fact that I know I'm a wife because God has already told me I'm a wife. So if you know a thing, there's no reason to even keep thinking about it because I know it. So now I can just be an expectation of the thing happening. And then and then the, the kicker is, though, the girl, the my first best friend who told me it was going to be a train wreck later told me this would have never happened for me because I would not have believed it. I wouldn't have I would not have believed if the man asked me to marry him that quickly that this could really be a real thing. And that stops you, too, because if you ask for a thing and the thing and is right in it. front of you and you are like, no, nah, God, that can't be him. Ain't that ain't that ain't the package I'm looking for. Yeah. Right. So I think we, we get in our own way. A lot because you are you're praying and asking for a thing, but you're asking from lack, not mm-hmm. from abundance. You're asking from the standpoint of I want to be married so bad and in desperation. Well, that is going to repel. Right. But if I'm coming to the table like when I met my husband, I was 60 pounds heavier. I had a mohawk. I had no hair. I just cut my hair off. And I was probably the most confident I had ever been. And I really said at that table, like you like it or you don't. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And he liked it. And he liked it. He made that little uh, sugar packet ring, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we people do need life coach, and we're gonna have you share how they can contact you. But first, we gotta play a little pull your card. So inside pull your card, it's like a mashup of all my favorite games. So there's taboo, there's heads up, there's trivia, there's categories, all of the things. But we're gonna play this or that. It's really easy. I'm literally just gonna give you two two options, and you just pick your favorite. Okay. We're gonna start with my favorite. Let's see how in tune we are, my Libra sis. I know, Libras. Let's see. Are you rolling with Fresh Prince or Martin? Fresh Prince. Okay, we are! <laughs> and I know that's going to make a lot of people mad. It is, they, but love they could be Martin, mad. They but I'm be mad. Yes, they yes, could be mad. Absolutely. Hey, Will. Um, do <laughs> also you, Libra. Yes. Do you prefer, I mean, you're a married woman, but in your single life, looks or money? Which was more important to you? Money. Are okay. you kidding me? Okay. All right. Are you gonna say this looks is honest? Um, 
I probably wouldn't say looks or money. I was a broke man magnet. I was a broke man magnet. Let me just say that. I never dated men for money. I mean, my man now, he is pretty all right. But I never dated men for money. And I think I played myself a lot in my single years. I never dated men for money, but I never dated. But you wanted some. You wanted some money. Well, I had money. So, I mean. So, that was my thing. I didn't need a man for money. So, I'm like, okay. But but, then but, but. Actually, when, I, when I met my husband, he was at the lowest he had ever been. So, again, that was against. I thought what I was going to marry, like, Diddy or Russell Simmons or yeah, something. Like, yeah, that yeah. was what I was on. But, you know, the thing about it is when you are supposed to be joined with someone, you, the money is going to ebb and flow anyway. Facts. So, it's like you meet somebody and they're up. They're going to have they a down, be down. period. Yep. Exactly. So you got to really love this person. And if it's regardless. the right person, y'all can get it together. Exactly. And that's what we do. Okay. So are you choosing an 800 credit score or $50,000 cash? I'm going to go with the 800 credit score. Okay. That's always tricky. You going to take the 50000 Depends on the day. <laughs> um, do you prefer insecure or power? Insecure. Okay. 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 Issa. Shout out. Issa Come Ray. on down to the station, Issa. I can't wait to talk to you. I manifest it. What else yes. do I need to say to manifest that? Let it go. She saw it. Okay. She coming. I say it every, every there you time. Go. That's it. Okay. All right, and then last but not least, do you prefer a night out on the town or are you more of a Netflix and chill kind of girl? Netflix and chill. You really? Yes. Homebody? Yes. I fall asleep. Absolutely. You don't fall asleep? I love sleeping is my favorite pastime. So it's funny because you asked me if this work is draining. Absolutely. So I am like an introvert at home. Me too. I am like under the covers, like with my heat on and my bonnet. Yeah, at home for sure. Wow. And I just bought my dream house, so. Come on, dream. I, love, like, I'm I love taking it. advantage of this. I'm getting all about Yes, I got all house. my things. Yes. All my things. Okay. I have really enjoyed this conversation. And I'm going to hit you up because I might need a life coach. <laughs> but for the people out there who also need a life coach, look right here in this camera and let them know how they can contact you to learn more. You can contact me at getmickeybay.com or you can email me at info at getmickeybay.com. And it's getmickeybay on all platforms. Are you accepting new clients? I am. Absolutely. I have a $99 monthly membership. I have a group coaching program and I also have one-on-one coaching as well as a VIP experience. All right, y'all. Get in where you fit in because you're the designer of your destiny. That's Get right. with it. Y'all, bomb-ass episode. I told y'all it was going to be good. Like it, comment below, and tell me what you are about to manifest. Probably a man. And, and some money. And some money. <laughs> and a man with some money. Okay? And then subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any more of these amazing conversations. Share this episode with a friend, y'all. I love you. See you next week. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that video. This channel is all about encouraging you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you'll be notified when the next video drops. And comment below and let me know what you want to see on the next video. Peace out.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.